Welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I'm joined today by the amazing Noemi Wolojan. Um, we are celebrating episode number 200. So if you're listening to this, hopefully you've been with us for a while and we will enjoy and appreciate this episode besides celebrating uh, the 200 mark, which I was reading somewhere most podcasters don't hit the 10 episode mark. Uh, besides celebrating that, we're going to talk about some ways that or whether or not what we learned in podcasting could be translated over to a private label brand. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to say welcome to the show. Yay! <laughs> it's, our- <laughs> it's our show. Love it. Love it. It's not so easy to introduce your co-host, right? Right? Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, I still struggle <laughs> with like, when, like, are you supposed to say host or co-host? Because we're both hosts. Well, we are co-hosting now, so co-hosts slash host, so it's fine. But do you only say co-host if we're both there? But if you're talking on your own, or do you say, I'm the host of, or I'm the founder of, or is it important to drop that? I like to be associated with you, so I will be always the co-host. And then I will explain that, hey, you're just going to be, it's going to be me on the show recording with you to our guests. So I don't know. On Wednesdays, Wednesdays, I change my, I change my, my voice on Wednesdays. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. So let's get to it. So what are we talking about today, Carlos? Um, besides being extra bubbly in our voices, because we're at 200, I I definitely feel bubbly. Uh, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons, um, pros, cons, expectations, somebody should have. Um, wins, learning opportunities, the whole shebang as it comes to podcasting. And since we are e-com geeks, we will also talk about like with what we learned and everything we share, would we advise somebody else to consider podcasting for their own brand moving forward? So I think we should cover that. And in the spirit of ladies first, I will let you kick it off with what, what are your, uh, Do you have any, by the way, I should say that I'm assuming, um, do you have any pros that you have experienced as a veteran podcast co-host? All right. So how do you say ladies first, beauties after? So there you go. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. I think we have a ton of pros and a ton of wins and a ton of good things out of this coming out. Right. Uh, first pro. In my scenario, it was networking, networking, because for me personally, I am very introvert. You wouldn't say because I'm very, I can be very extrovert as well, but I am very introvert and I love to meet new people, but I am quite shy. So networking, this type of networking, like podcast networking, quote unquote, um, helped me tremendously to meet people that I would have not ever had the chance to meet, right? In real life. Um, The first guests obviously were not even from, Florida, you know, so we had on, um, we had on a ton of times, uh, Norm Farrar. So he's from Canada. So I just had the blast to network with people that I would have not had the chance to meet in person, real life. Right. Second thing, um, I think learning from guests, that was a huge pro because most of the time, you know, you used to think that you are the best of everything and you know, everything. So, Having guests on talking on specific topics that I was one a fan of, 
two uh, I also was knowledgeable about um, actually opened up my mind to see things in a different way, which I love a lot. And um, the next thing is like becoming organized and structured. So a pro here, like if if you if you are planning to do a podcast, it's not only recording, especially when you schedule stuff. So you clearly know that about. But most of the time, people when they are starting, they might not be aware of that. So here I've listed that as a pro because obviously being organized and being structured is something that I learned from the podcasting world because it's not anymore me. I'm doing my stuff, but people are depending on me, you know? So uh, that is it. And the fourth and last thing, it's going to be learn to be even better at listening and asking questions. I love this part. I am naturally a learner, right? Naturally love to listen to people. However, here what I noticed is um, I have to be purposefully asking the right questions and ask them in such a way that I get the answer that I'm looking for. So that's also something that uh, I consider this win here. How about you? Heck yeah. And with that, we'll just wrap up the show. See everybody next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you All right, let's it. do that. Did you leave anything for me or was that intentional? Was that by design? Oh, no. Well, wait. Did no. both of us? No, no, you also have pros. Come on, don't be like, <laughs> I'm like, like freaking out. Did I did something wrong? Okay, good, good, good. No, oh, Go. no. So I agree. I agree with all that. I was going to ask you like, and this is part of, I think a pro for me that mm -hmm. I agree becoming a better uh, listener and better at asking questions, which on the face of it may not seem like a really big thing, but it's actually quite huge um, in and out of podcasting. So when you were talking about networking, Mm -hmm. um, and meeting new people you'd have never met, my mm -hmm. mind started going immediately to forming a question. And it was mm -hmm. like, well, what is networking in your own words? And I'm like, I, I was stuck on that, but still trying to actively listen to the other points that, that you brought up for me, a pro it, that was, that was a really big one was the, you know, becoming better at listening. Um, yeah. it's still something I struggle with shockingly. Uh, I, so I have to like a hundred percent back that up. That's a huge one. Other ones for me. Um, and I, and I knew this as a, as like a prolific podcast consumer, mm -hmm. but it's so much deeper of a relationship than a live stream webinar or blog. So hundred um, percent. I don't know if it's that you're it's the intimacy of the headset or the, the earpiece in the ear, or if it's the times you probably listen to it, you're usually alone. Otherwise it'd be weird. You're just listening to a podcast and you know, people are around you trying to talk to you or the treadmill or like whatever it is for that person. I think it allows for a much deeper relationship. Um, so that's a, that was a big one for me being able to not just have a shallow relationship and create content was a, was a big one for me. That's a huge pro. Um, yeah. A pro for me, I, I don't know if this is more for me or for the listener, but it feels like an amazing, warm, fuzzy feeling for me is the convenience factor uh, for the person listening to it. So we host, you and I host meetups. Um, we, we help clients. We, we, we like create content, share content, teach content all the time. Um, the, it's not always in the, the easiest way for people to consume though. People yeah. just consume different at, at different times. I find like a podcast is always the best way to be able to communicate and consume something if they know about it 
and they can listen to it because again, they can listen to it anywhere. And the final one, I had to throw in a cheesy marketing term for me for a pro was uh, building authority. Yep. Um, while that's vague, it's, it's just true. Like it's, um, I mean, you do this and we teach and we sell and we do all this to get better and sharing it and being able to bring people on who others would see as our competitors or anything like that just makes you an overall more rounded person and more of authority on what you're talking about. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. By the way, uh, yeah, what means networking? See, like this is the thing. These are the things that I'm talking about. It's like, okay, asking like, okay, what do you mean by that? You know, you want to dig deeper. So I definitely agree with that. By the way, what means for me networking actually is like talking to someone like this is networking for me. Like we are talking and then based on this, we are going to come up with something that if if we are right fit, okay, it's going to be something else afterwards, you know? So I am talking about that type of networking. I'm not necessarily talking about just like one-on-one, we record together and we don't ever see each other or not emailing it to each other or not messaging not messaging to each other so i'm talking about that type of networking so brilliant question carlos thank you for pointing it out because i have not even thought about it but that's what i meant so thank you so much how about podcaster life cons which are your favorite cons and why do you think that they are like why what what happened to me Have I already played the card too much or do I get to do ladies first again and say, you go first, or are you going to stick it on me? No, we're doing this together. So we are in (laughs) this together. (laughs) Big con, if you build it, they will not come. That also applies to podcasting. It, it, it's hard. Even now episode 200 people recognize us. They'll come up to us. They talk in the chats. Oh my God, Noemi, I love the episode on blank. Mm -hmm. Um, that it means a lot when you hear it because yeah. uh, the intimacy side for the consumer is there, but the, as the creator doing this, we're talking into a mic sometimes and we don't see the head nods on, on the other side. So mm-hmm. stats change all the time. I, I try to avoid even looking at that, but yeah, if you build it, they will not come just like if you add a product to Amazon and you don't do a whole lot more it will not sell. Um, mm-hmm. And also you, you are in a way a slave to a publishing schedule. Like you, we've made a promise to, to listeners. Um, even now we've had like all kinds of complications on the back end. Um, me, especially when it comes to just a whole bunch of other stuff that maybe we get into in another episode, but we got to make the commitment to the people we promise to publish twice a week. So um, you, you are a slave to the publishing schedule in a way. Love it, love how, it. How about you? What would you... I'm already adding. I am already adding to the list because it's just like (laughs) it just added some something else. So for me, like I think the first thing that is came to mind is like being stood up or guests postponing uh, on you when you did not have anyone else um, for that week, you know, to record with. I think this is the huge one for me because I am kind of control freak. So and also. I just noticed that I'm kind of like last minute person. So this is something huge that I have to learn, right? So now sometimes what I'm doing even for a month, two months in advance, I'm recording things simply because then I can sleep at night. <laughs> if I don't have that, I cannot sleep at night. Like truly that's the, the that's the, the case, you know? So um, yeah, I learned that people are people, you know, you should respect them, but um, people have their own life, own schedules, and they are still going to do you a favor for being on your podcast when you want them to be right so that's like a learning lesson and it's cons um also like um 
as you were saying about feedback, so I think no sparingly giving feedback for what we're doing, I think for me is uh, a huge uh, con simply because not sorry that I like to like, oh, this is so good or like to be like cheered for what I'm doing. But I, for me personally, it's really important to hear feedback. You, you know, if you remember the first few episodes, it was like, Carlos constantly like, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? What should I improve? You know, and you thank thank God that you are honest <laughs> and truthful, and you told me like, look, cut those shit because if you are like continuing with telling them, it's going to hurt you tremendously. You know, so here uh, on the con side, I would say no feedback from the audience. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes they are coming up and so on. And I think this also has to do with the fact that it's not a channel or a platform where it's easy to leave reviews and feedback for the stuff that you share you know uh but yeah this is the platform so that's it and the last one con it's going to be solo episodes which became a blessing in disguise and this is going to be because sometimes podcast guests are just like going to say okay i cannot come so then you're going to come up with your solo episode so there you go what do you want to ask for a few minutes already you were unmuting so please go on you saw you saw that right that's my formulating questions and trying to actively listen yes uh, yes and without without podcasting i wouldn't have realized that was a a thing yeah, uh, definitely i think i know the answer to this but i want to ask just for somebody that like, we know each other well uh mm -hmm. but people don't people don't know that or maybe they don't know they don't know us as well as we know each other so yeah. which do you prefer solo episode or a guest episode and and why very good question so i think only i would prefer guest episode simply because i already made a structure for that right so it's easier to have a guest on and then based on that episode i already know why purposefully i will have the guest on so i'm making the questions within a structure that i usually am asking all my guests but um very um, precise for that specific guest or that specific episode. I do love solo episodes. However, what I noticed is that uh, whenever I don't have a structure, I'm just all over the place, which is like something that I have to learn, you know, uh, just because a guest is there, you already prepared a structure for it. And you think that you're just like, oh, I can do it without structure, without whatever. No, I think that you need structure and like you need preparation. I would say me personally, I am preparing even more for solo episodes and for guest episodes. Yet again, I'm just like perfectionist in recovery. So that's why. <laughs> How about you? A lot of what you said, probably just in different words. I, I find guest episodes to be 100% easier, like for this we're, we're doing this. What it was literally five minutes or less that we did this, um, solo episode would take me about two hours in prep. I mm -hmm. used to just try to wing them. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, I'm a real seller. I don't need to take notes. And then you just try mm -hmm. to wing it. And it sounds horrible in reality. It's a balance between being authentic and creating an amazing experience for the person listening to it. 100%. So it forces me to create the notes. And with a guest, psychologically, I'm like I'm my worst enemy. And I'll say, well, if I pick a topic and I go solo and someone thinks it sucks, mm -hmm. that's a hundred percent sucky for them. Cause that was the only topic. But if I picked a guest and the person listening to the episode is like, wow, Noemi or Carlos usually has really cool stuff to say. Mm -hmm. But if that day it's not the fact that you have a guest and they have something that's probably different to say, hopefully, um, increases the likelihood that somebody finds the episode to be pleasant. If that made any sense, like that's total what goes sense. through my head. Yeah. Total yeah. sense. 
Yeah, I love it. See, like example for 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 now, for example, we would never have asked this question ourselves, you know, or when we are talking. So there you go, two hundred episode two hundred. This is really a special one. <laughs> what about right. um, what expectations did you have when you started um, when you started podcasting, and has it changed? Yeah. So uh, something that it has changed. I was sorry with that one. It's like, first, when I started, I didn't know what I want to do. I knew that I love teaching. I knew that I learned so much from you, from the wizard's group, from this experience, right? And I know that I have something to share with the world, as cheesy as it might sound. I didn't know what this is. And then I like uh, slowly realized that I'm a newbie. I'm a beginner. Most people were uh afraid to ask questions that i was asking because they look stupid so i think i thought hey this is my niche i will be the person who's coming from the i'm a newbie i'm a beginner i'm asking an expert and while during those i don't know a year and a year and a half i became an expert in the same time so uh, i think having the same mindset of being a teacher while learning or being a learner as well uh that's something that uh, it became even stronger and even more confirming that this is the path for me, right? And um, I think that's that's the thing. Something else is, um, I've jotted here down, but uh, it was a learning process. Yeah, definitely it was a learning process. And uh, as I was saying, most of the time you became aware of your flaws only once they happen and only once someone's pointing them out. So it was a great learning experience for me personally, because as you were saying, I thought that I can wing it and that's it, you know? Uh, no, it's not that. And then I think you become even more ashamed of the fact that you didn't deliver as well as you expected that you would, or um, people are seeing you for something and you are like at this very high level of something, you know? And you didn't show up for that. So kind of like being ashamed of your delivery or does it make sense what I'm trying to say? So. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely yeah. does. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I totally get it. It looks like we share a lot on that as far as expectations starting. The only stuff I would add is um, tying into again, like the whole build it and they will come thing. Um, yeah. The show is blessed to already have a community. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected more people from the community to immediately chime in and support the episode than they did initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like a few people I know in the space that are solid people. They've helped tens of thousands of people and then they put a book on Amazon and it's like a $10 ask or less. Yeah. And I check on the book every now and then, you know, two months later and it has four reviews and it almost hurts. It's almost like seeing my friend do something embarrassing on stage. And I want to just like cover them up and run off with them and protect them or something. But there, there was some of that in the beginning, uh, in the very, very beginning that really, really like seed, like sowed some doubts, some seeds of doubt in the very beginning. But, um, fortunately, uh, I credit my wife on this one, like sitting down and talking to her and she was just like, why are like, what is your why? And all of that. And I was like, I love you. So I just did it. And, uh, so everyone does not naturally find the show. That was an expectation. Um, yeah. There is no search algorithm really of any note for podcasts. And then I thought it would take a lot less time than what it does. 
Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yes. I, I imagine that'd be like ten minutes. You know, I didn't imagine taking notes. It was like oh, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> that that'll do it, and and that's not it. Only submit, only submitting. Just just said they're only submitting the episodes now. That it's like everything is processed correctly. So it's everything like go and click there and click there. So everything is connected. It's like it takes me fifteen minutes at least. So just for right. our listeners to know how much time do we actually invest within this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, other one kind of a reversal that I wanted to start the show five years before it did. Like, had I, uh, I guess fortunately I didn't, or I'd have like nine different shows, but it is a lot less intimidating than the person listening to this that's thinking of a podcast probably thinks. Um, yep. I got lost in the tech and, and all the SOPs. It's actually a lot less complicated and easy to start than, than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. All right. How about anything? the, the W's? What about wins? When we mix, oh yes. So wins like being on the podcast with Carlos Alvarez, obviously this is like, I know that now it sounds, yeah, now it sounds like whatever, you know, because we're friends and we're close and so on, but no, this is like a big win. I think always it's like marriage, always position yourself to marry up. So always position yourself to either, it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? To have a good, someone there who you can look up to and like learn from. So I think that was a huge win on my end. And obviously because you allowed me to do it. Otherwise <laughs> it was like not, not even ever happening this. And also like another win, it's that I've been a long time fan of the show. Like um, I was saying like, I'm jotted down. So win, 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 win. Truly it is win, win, win. I think it's, uh, that's when you, first off for you as a host, like, because you, you were doing this alone by yourself first. And after a year, I just joined. That's, um, I don't, I think a good statement for you as a host of the show that who, which type of co-host should, should you look for? Right. So, um, yeah, I think this was a, great win for me and it's still a great win because i'm still like meeting a lot of people learning from a lot of people now with the um service side of the business as well you know getting clients that's also nice you know so but i think that the true win is still like learning i'm still learning and i'm still um how do you call it um being not too proud but still not too ashamed of yourself does it make sense what i'm trying to say so you're still learning you're still learning. That's that's the biggest win, I think, for me personally. How about you, Carlos? Yeah, um, definitely continued learning. I learned more on the show than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And there was a while that this weird balance between when you bring somebody on and you pick a topic, you're picking the topic for the listeners to get the most value. But what if that thing is something that you could teach in your sleep? Yeah. Does it make, do you do it solo or do you give someone else an opportunity to shine? And what if you disagree? Like I I learned a great deal in that process. Um, I wish I would have spelt out this, this other point more, because now you're going to think maybe I'm saying it just because of what you said, but um, in the meet amazing people, um, we knew each other before you joined the show, but I feel like, I feel like our relationship or knowledge of each other um, has grown even more because of yeah. the show. Like we've had opportunities to talk. Um, we've had Daniel, your husband, for anyone that's, that doesn't know Daniel yet, that we haven't been able to trick on the show, but like Daniel, I like, got to brainstorm ideas with him and he's just a, like a treasure trove of, of, of gold nuggets. Um, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So relationships, 
Um, new relationships, learning, uh, being able to meet a lot of amazing people. That's great. Um, another thing I've never said on the show is before, let me say this other part first. So is, is that you mentioned, you know, find going out and finding the right um, co-host or the right partner to do the show with. I would change it up just a little and, and be, be ready to do it 100% on your own and be open to the right be open to the partnership um, on the show happening. Cause I was a little different on that. I wasn't looking um, for anyone, but I've always been open to like strategic partnerships. As a matter of fact, our first conversation about this was the thing I, I've never shared on the show before was I was going to fold the show if I couldn't find somebody to, to take it over because I was in this weird spot with like the balance between what types of topics should we bring onto the show? And are they really fun for me to talk about? And, and then hearing your insights on it, you, us partnering up on this show has like just renewed my, my energy and my passions for the show. So being open to the right person coming along is good. Um, not forcing the issue. Like the only way this is successful is if it publishes more than once a week, or if I have to have somebody else in it, like, I think that's a, we're saying the same thing. It's just slightly different. Um, and becoming a better speaker and listener, even though I think I've become a better speaker more than I've become a better listener. It's a, it's a work in progress. Mm. Yeah, still. I mean, if you become a better speaker, then it's even better. I, I think I became a better listener though. So that's interesting. I think that's like something that we are not, uh, I mean, we're kind of balancing each other. But, but yeah, that's good. That's great. Well, you're a very good listener. Like even in chats, like you showed me that a person can listen in a chat. You have this for anybody that's not been in a chat. I don't know. Can I share this, by the way? Of course, of course. Okay. So like, you know what I'm going to say, right? Uh, yes, 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 okay. yes. <laughs> All right. So is anybody watching this later, if you get to see the video, I just did this weird thing with my finger. I'm like making a point, like a dot, like a period. So yeah. in conversations with Noemi, I never knew this existed. I don't know. To this day, I've not researched it. I don't know if you, you created it or you learned it somewhere, but in the conversations, everyone's just like all over the place. And it's this, it's almost like this vomit of ideas when you're in a group chat. And uh, no, Amy suggested that after you finish your chain of thoughts, just drop a dot, like a period, hit period, enter. Imagine on WhatsApp, you just put period and that's your whole message. And that indicates, hey, I'm done talking. I've been listening to you the whole time respectfully. Now it's my turn. And it actually makes conversations a lot more pleasant. So you're a very good listener, even in areas where listening is impossible. <laughs> wow, kind sir, you just made it like really, really nice. Yeah, for me, it was like kind of like logical because exactly as you were saying, uh, most of the time people are just like, either they're enthusiastic, either they just want, want to talk over each other, right? And that's something that I hated even when, like even now I am way more much a listener much more listener than like talking to people, unless it's really something that I'm very passionate about and they are asking me to, you know, that's, that's also like a huge balance there. But uh, yeah, definitely. that's something that I came up with just because um, I noticed this, like I have my third strain that I notice particularities or in people and I notice like something specific in people, probably that's why I would, I noticed, hey, there's a problem there and this solving. So there you go. I think there needs to be a course like, WhatsApp group chat etiquette or something. <laughs> Put the freaking point. <laughs> yeah, well, love well, it. Where, where are we? So learning um, opportunities. Oh boy, yeah. Oh boy, a lot of. What them, do you right? think? What What were your learning opportunities after two hundred episodes? 
getting back to, I always thought that I'm a really good listener. What I did not notice is, especially in the first few episodes, and you just pointed this out, is like uh, your purpose as a host is to make your guests shine. And I was like blown away. Like, Carlos, I know that you're smart, but this is a really good one. Most of the time, I think now that I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, I see how people are just ruining their host, uh, not to host their guests simply because they want to overshine right so i think this is really a very strategic way very like eloquent and sophisticated way of i'm respecting you i'm giving you here the priority you know um this is like the unspoken thing that everyone expects but they don't know how to communicate it you know so that's something that i learned and now i think that i'm i'm better at it um simply because I'm like always measuring it, right? So am I doing a good job there? Am I trying to overshine you? Now that actually threw me in another, um, like, how do you call it? Another extreme that now I became very much, I want to relate to you. So I'm going to share also my side, right? So there also, I have to just make sure that I'm sharing my side while I'm not taking the attention from how cool you are and how cool were you when you, when you fix that problem or something like that. So um, learning opportunities, that is the first one. And the second thing is like accepting that I have limited knowledge and being inspired. So um, yeah, obviously we all have limited knowledge uh, and being inspired by people who are talking about the same subject that we already know or we are already experts in actually makes us think like, what? I, I'm asking things that I also know the, uh, the answers for, you know? And we actually had a, a convo about this that all our guests we have them not that we don't know what they are talking about but not that we are not an expert in what they are talking about but simply uh, I, I have a one-on-one consulting or coaching with one of my friends basically you know or with one, someone that I'm looking up to so for me that's still a huge learning opportunity and now it definitely pays off all the hours that I'm investing in because if you are going to um like balance it between, okay, I'm investing five hours in podcasting versus this person's time probably is like $20,000 and they just sit down with me and then I just was able to listen to them and ask my questions so I can also help my guests. That was kind of like long with it, but uh, I think that's a huge learning opportunity that most people will miss just because they are very proud of, they, do, they know their stuff and they are like, this is like easy for them. Make sense? 100%. Uh-huh. Once again, like in addition to this, to, to what you already shared, um, uh, other other learning opportunities for me is um, one was a one was a saying. I think it was by Abraham Lincoln. Like, don't quote me on this. And and I've never invited anyone on the show that this applied to literally, like as far mm-hmm. as the word enemy, but it, mm-hmm. or, or dislike. But it, Abraham Lincoln said something like, um, "I." I don't, I don't like that person or I dislike this person. I need to get to know them better. Um, so, so that was a, that was like an aha moment for me because you joined the show. Um, and it was like, okay, like, look, you know, Amy's joining the show. Like we, we need to like step things up here. And when I do have guests on and it's like, I'm asking you a question that I feel like I already have a pretty strong opinion on, um, the fact that yours is different just means that that's an opportunity for me to get to know how you reached that differently. I, I get an opportunity to get to know you, know you more and, and that maybe you're right. And that 
creates a genuine curiosity versus I know I'm supposed to ask you this because everyone else asks you this when you're on a show. Like that was a, a learning opportunity for me. Um, you mentioned consulting. So mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing for anyone that wants to get into podcasting. So you can reach out to some people on LinkedIn or social media and just try to get their attention and ask them questions to learn and get nothing back. Mm -hmm. But if you invite them onto an established show and sometimes not even that established, sometimes they just want another platform to be able to get their message out. So you don't have to be a seasoned show like ours. You're going to get a yes. Yeah. Cause this person's going to get an opportunity to just talk about them. And like you mentioned, no, I mean, that's, that's like a free hour of consulting with that person. Like you're now exactly. part of their network forever. You're related by that URL forever. Exactly. Uh, exactly. People do not read as much as I thought is another learning opportunity um, that, that I had in this. So show notes are not consumed and trying to find other ways to promote the show and expand the reach led me along the path of uh, learning about how often people read, peeling, uh, peeling, uh, polling people in the group. People just don't read as much as I thought. Um, and the other learning opportunity, and it's one I've not executed on, is, is one called Audiolog, which was the actual podcasting version of an existing blog. Uh, obviously, the blog would have to be high quality, but you're just kind of reading it. And at the time I had the idea, I was like, nobody does this, but there's actually some people that do it and they do it with amazing results. So um, that, that was a big learning experience and, and how I feel that these episodes that we're creating in audio format will get a lot more reach with the explosion of just like voice technology. And um, I think a, like a revamping of how search works uh, with voice in the coming years. So I won't go down that geeky rabbit hole. What about you? Like, what about after podcasting for as long as you have, you're also a, a brand owner and you, you're a, you actually sell. Um, you're not just talking about theory stuff. So knowing what you know now about podcasting and everything that goes into it and you build it, they won't come and all that. But knowing what you know, would you use podcasting or, you know, create a show for a brand that you've created, say a PL brand? 100% yes. I think here what is like great takeaway is now it's not only that I would create a podcast or I would create a show, but I have the structure of what goes behind that, you know, because for example, when I came on board, I knew that I have to invest my time of 10 hours, 15 hours, whatever, until I learn, right? The process and that's it but you did all the hard work, the background work, right? So you not only that you provided that, but also you had like people hire, like hired people, hired a team behind that, right? So now I understand that once that I have a structure and I understand exactly like what's the PNL, let's put it that way, quote unquote, of which are the things that I have to invest in order to gain something. I think it's making, it's making the process way more realistic than yay or nay on applying podcasting to another brand, right? Because now I want, I understand that podcasting is not this thing, right? It's like Amazon Live. Oh, just go for Amazon Live. Yeah, Amazon Live, if it's not structured correctly, it's not going to work, right? So here, podcasting, if it's not structured correctly, it's not going to work. So I think now uh, with 
the knowledge that I have now for one year plus of podcasting, definitely, I just like have to make sure that the structure is there, people are there, SOPs are there, and then enjoy the podcasting uh, scene. How about you? Uh, uh, yeah, 100%. I, I would definitely, as a matter of fact, I'm, YouTube is going to play a big part in Fishdoc, the Fishdoc mm -hmm. brand. I'll save mm -hmm. some of this for our, for our recap, mm -hmm. um, which I think we have a, an episode coming up soon where we're going to like yes. recap the quarter. So yep. um, I'll save a lot of that for there, but YouTube is going to be a big part of it. However, I'm, I'm, I'm like 90 something percent there on uh, starting a podcast behind it about basically some, something along, something in the vein of like the hobbyist, beginner hobbyist. Aquarius or aquarium um, owner, but, but something like that from a perspective of, I want to learn and from yeah. a perspective that I want to be able to share what I learn um, as an authority in the space. Love so it. 100%, would, yes. Would you be the host of it or would you like uh, outsource that for someone else to be the face of the brand? I would start it as the host, just because that's sort of my MO for doing things. I'm very you know, get the clock, smash them together and see how they work inside and then start building something out. So I, I do, we do, you do. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I would definitely start it and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And then I would love to put it in the hands of either the main content creator or an additional content creator that's involved in social with the brand to take over at some point, because I, I don't want to be doing that podcast five years from now, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And I, I really hope that our listeners now that you got the like real, <laughs> just sit down and like talking about podcasts because podcasting board, it's like this woo-woo or how do you call it? Foo like, wow, it's so cool. And just do a podcast and so on. No, there's like hard work behind. There's like hard, why are we doing this? You know, the end goal is yes. Our mission and purpose is sellers helping sellers. That's the end goal. And based on that, we're working backwards. Okay. Other things that we are also learning, right? But um, yeah, definitely. I think this is a really good insight of what it takes to be a podcaster because it's not as easy as, you know, the beautiful Instagram pictures. It's not that easy. It's like hard work behind it. So this was definitely fun. I really am happy that we are 200 in and we made this special episode. Absolutely. I'm super happy that you picked the topic too, like being able to talk this out. I learned a lot just hearing from you and hopefully people listening to this also get to get to take a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, to see like how everything's made, uh, maybe answer some questions that are holding them back from podcasting. And, um, and if they're considering incorporating podcasting with their PL, they can just reach out and ask us questions. So 100%. awesome stuff. Awesome. Add anything else or? No, it was a joy as always to have these episodes with you. I really hope that we are going to work on structuring more episodes together because they are fun. They are helpful. They are yeah, they're us. So I love it. 100%. Thank you, Noemi, my amazing co-host. Uh, I look forward to 200 more episodes. I look forward Amen. to working towards 300, which will be the next major milestone. And with that, we'll let everybody get back to their treadmill, drive a little more safely, and we will talk to you next week. Or actually, you'll talk to Noemi in two days. But uh, talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.